United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. We're joined now by Brian Harding, a senior expert for Southeast Asia and Pacific Islands, United States Institute of Peace. He tweets at I am Brian Harding. Brian, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. Good evening from Jakarta, Indonesia. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's a good morning from Washington, D.C. So tell me how the day goes since you now are in the future. <laughs> let, let us know what news we're going to we're going to learn about today. But before you do, talk to us about um, uh, uh, Ferdinand Marcos's President Ferdinand Marcos's uh, week of Washington meetings that took place. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, we should recognize that for Americans of a certain age, it must be a pretty amazing sight to see a Ferdinand Marcos, this time Ferdinand Marcos Jr. back at the White House. I mean, this is mm. an incredible turnaround in political fortunes. His father, uh, a, a dictator who was pushed out by a major people power revolution in 1986. Times have really changed. His son's back in the White House and really uh, throwing the U.S.-Philippines relationship into a new renaissance. It's pretty incredible. So why has there been? Tell me about what, what has evolved to make this possible and what happened. So first of all, President Marcos has a pretty low bar to clear. Uh, the U.S.-Philippines relationship under President Rodrigo Duterte over the past six years, um, you know, really tried to bottom out uh, as much as it could. But the U.S.-Philippines alliance, you know, turned out to be pretty resilient. Uh, if you look at polling in the Philippines, Filipinos like America more than Americans like America. They have deep suspicion of China. They have a uh, uh, um, territorial disputes in the South China Sea. Their fishermen are being harassed. Um, so there's a real interest in a deepening ties with the United States. And Marcos is making a bet uh, that if he deepens this relationship with the United States, he's recently accelerated uh, the implementation of an arrangement that will allow for United States military forces to use more Philippine bases on a regular uh, uh, routinely. He's making a bet that if he deepens the alliance, that he shows, he speaks loudly about Chinese behavior in his own neighborhood, that that's how he's going to deter China. For the United States, this brings into view, um, you know, one of the, the key issues in U.S. foreign policy these days, deterring, countering China. And the Philippines is an indispensable ally for the United States. It abuts the South China Sea. It's less than 100 miles from Taiwan. Really, geography is everything. So for the U.S. military, the folks sitting at the Pentagon, where I used to work, when they see that, that the president of the Philippines is here in Washington offering access to Philippine uh, facilities. This is really good news for U.S. posture vis-a-vis uh, -vis China. So what was the goal of these conversations? So this is really capping uh, a pretty momentous six or seven months. You know, the Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, Vice President visiting Manila. So this is really, you know, going the other way and cementing it, showing that the top two leaders, uh, Biden and Marcos, are on the same page. For Marcos, though, you know, he, he needs something. He needs something political out of this. So he's, you know, given the United States and the Pentagon more than I think anybody could have imagined. You know, he came looking to broaden out the relationship. What sort of what economic gains is he going to get for uh, for helping deliver on some of the U.S. security interests, which are mutual security interests as well? Um, it remains to be seen. President Marcos says he got one point three billion dollars of investments. A lot of his schedule while he was in Washington for four days was with U.S. businesses. President Biden is sending the Commerce Secretary back out to Manila with a what they're calling a presidential trade and investment mission. So it remains to be seen. 
presidents in the Philippines have six-year terms. Marcos is eight months in. Things are incredibly good. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Now, he did, Marcos did visit Beijing earlier this year, right? What, what was going on there and, and what was the purpose and, and how does that impact our relationship with the Philippines now? Yeah, well, geography is everything. China's their, their big neighbor. Um, and Manila does need to balance its relationship between the United States and China. It just can't go entirely all in on the relationship with the United States. And this is the same for everybody in the region. Um, even countries like Singapore and Vietnam, where there's just very clear concerns about China, uh, interest in leading into their relationships with the United States, they still need to deal with China. Um, there's a lot of money to be made here, too. So uh, the, the Philippines actually lags compared to its neighbors in terms of Chinese investment in, in the country. They would like to change that. Um, so it was important that Marcos make a visit to the neighbor, keep things on an uneven keel. But I think uh, you very clearly saw the direction they're looking to lean uh, based on the images we saw of Marcos and President Biden and the White House. So Vice President Kamala Harris, um, I think, visited, right? Secretary of State Antony Blinken, mm-hmm. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin as well. You know, what, what was there a significant distinction between each of the meetings as to what the goals and, and sort of marching orders will be from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've really built on themselves. And again, we're coming out of a giant trough underneath President Rodrigo Duterte's six years where, you know, he personally had some real extreme anti-American sentiment. He tried to distance himself in the country from the United States, cozy up to China. And so we're really just bouncing back in a lot of ways. Um, And this was the capstone, I think, this week. But the, the centerpiece really has been the deepening and the institutionalization of the defense relationship between the two countries. Uh, the United States uh, signed with the Philippines almost 10 years ago, an agreement to access Philippine bases, to build uh, a store of US material there. You know, it, didn't, it was really slow going. And now I think we're gonna see some real progress and uh, we're never going back to the days of Subic Naval Base and Clark Air Force Base, which is you know, during the Cold War where the United States largest overseas presence anywhere in the world, we're in the Philippines. We're not going back to that. Uh, but certainly uh, a, a new era for U.S.-Philippines defense relations. Really helpful understanding what happened. Brian Harding, thank you for joining the show today. I appreciate it so much. Likewise. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.